Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is two up and two down. Here's our producer, Chris, to start us off. Guys, welcome back. And we're going to start this episode uh, with the Seinfeld Chronicles. We're going right back to the beginning of it all. Uh, so, Chris, what do you have for your first up? July 5th, 1989. The pilot. Good news. Bad news. Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld penned episode. You know, what can we say? I think there's a good amount of ups here. And again, these ups, they're foundational ups, clearly. Um, and for me, I'm going to go, you know, the foundation of George and Jerry, and specifically, you know, again, a lot of it is them, the whole episode. But um, I do love the <laughs> them with the dry cleaners. Uh, I kind of love the bit. Obviously, George signals Jerry signals. It just, just the way they interact with each other. And again, it's it's two guys um, discussing women. At the end of the day, that was always their goal: how to figure out women. Um, and then just that leads to just little conversation where Jerry's, you know, kind of doing stand up within the show. They're still trying to feel it out, uh, you know. I actually said it today, or you know, to my daughter, uh, you know, wetting her hair. I said, you know, you can't can't over wet, you can't over dye, you can't over dry. Those lines I use a lot um, uh, throughout throughout my life. So that first George Jerry foundational kind of talking to each other, whether it's um, you know at the, the the restaurant there or specifically uh, at the dry cleaner, uh, really appreciated that as my first one up. Yeah, uh, great mention that that you that the up is again a foundation, a building block for uh, what's to come between the dynamic of Jerry and George on the show. So yeah, good point there, uh, Tony. What do you have for your first up? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that, uh, and um, I think the key there, how I mentioned there, 1989. Take us all back to 1989. We're 11 years old. You know what are we doing? We're watching TV. Everything's the same, and then this comes on. Something different. Guy gets home from him, opens the door, sits down, gets all ready, puts the game on, <laughs> phone call comes. We don't have the mega, don't say they taped it. I mean, right there, they got me hooked on Seinfeld, just right there on that line. One of the best sports-related lines of the show starts us off, sets the foundation. We're going to do a lot of sports, a lot of baseball. You know, Jerry's taping the game for those that were there at the time. You're not, you're not getting highlights. You, you're waiting for box stores the next day sometimes. I mean, this was all we had. Uh, and it sets the foundation for Kramer and Jerry's relationship, right? At the time, he's Kessler. Yes, we all know that. Whatever. I put that aside. Kramer comes in looking for meat. You got meat. You know, the Mets really blew it tonight. Ruins Jerry's there right there. And mooches off him in the same 50 or 30 second clip. Sets up Kramer and Jerry for the rest of the show. Uh, you know, Jerry's not too mad at him. Sets up Jerry and Kramer relationship. You know, no matter what K-Man does, Jerry's there for him. You know, the neighbor, uh, he's got his back. Uh, you know, has him sits down. He rips the rips the magazine and puts it back. I mean, it's all set up right there perfectly for you. You know, Chris just touched on the George and Jerry setup. This was the Kramer and Jerry setup. Uh, couldn't have asked for more. Jerry's sweatpants and sweatshirt aside, which is incredible every time I see it. I love it. The blue and red. Uh, just a great, great scene. Uh, sets the tone for the show for all of us. That's my up. All right. Yeah. Great uh, mention there. Uh, so, Chris, back to you. What's your uh, second up? 
Yeah, great points. I, I put a parenthesis. I, that was his last time in sweats, I believe, uh, in those those Met collars. Well, you know, I know he wore the Nike stuff, but uh, yeah, I think that's what this is all about. It's it's foundational, right? You know, to build a house, you need a good foundation, and that they, the, you know, this series was a, a palace, if you will. So the foundation started here, and to piggyback on the on the Kramer Jerry stuff, I loved. Uh, to just piggyback a little more off that, you know, that scene where um, they're discussing it and Kramer and George and Jerry are all in the apartment and Kramer says, why give her an option? (laughs) You know, Jerry, Jerry's response is, this is a person I like, not how to score on spring break. So it's just, I think we overlook this episode a lot on kind of the foundation, but to your point, I mean, it's it's established like you know kramer and and george kind of nitpick at jerry busting his chops the whole thing um and jerry kind of you know he's that straight man uh played it just perfectly so for me i love that when they're all together why give him the option obviously george just kind of mentioned as well obviously he's bringing in the uh sleeper sofa the whole thing so for me yeah uh the kramer george stuff Jerry, the option. I love the second uh, thumbs up. Uh, so, Tony, over to you. Uh, what's your second down? Second up. Yep. Um, my second up is. Sorry, second not, up. Yeah. My second up is. Now, it's going to go with one I've written down here, but it's kind of very similar to O'Hara's up. So, I'm going to go a little different here, I think. Um, it's two two parter. I love the bit itself. So Jerry does stand up. He does a lot of stand up. Obviously, this is what the show was, right? The, the pitch of the show, you know, it wasn't about nothing. The pitch of the show was a comedian getting material in his real life and then bringing it to stage and doing stand up comedy, right? Now, since then, you've had Louis do it. You've had uh, you know se- several different incarnations of it, if you will. As Shanling sort of did it pre Seinfeld, but not really. I mean, this in essence was a groundbreaking show, right? Up until this point, a comedian got a show. He wasn't a comedian, right? It was it was Bill Cosby. He was Tim Allen. He was Roseanne Barr. They, they weren't doing comedy, right? They, they put them in a different box. So Jerry was like, no, I'm a comedian. I'm going to do comedy. That's what the show was. Great bit. George is like, you're on stage in 20 minutes. And they cut right to Jerry on stage doing stand-up, talking about cotton balls. Love that bit. I don't know what it is. Like, girls have cotton balls. Women always have cotton balls. I never thought in my life I would ever need a cotton ball. It's a great bit. Is it a little long? Maybe. Do they do too many stand-up bits? Perhaps. They, they, they figured it out after this. I'm sure they got there. You know, they, they were able to figure this out. But I did like the bit itself, and I like that they, they took it from the show straight to the, to the stage, and Jerry just started doing his stand-up. It kind of shows that life of the comedian uh, that they touch on later on a lot. But uh, this kind of set it all up for us, that this is what the show is going to be. You know, we're not going to see some family show or anything like that. This is a guy who's living in New York. He's single, talking about girls, and then going on stage talking about girls. Uh, I just love that. It's kind of the essence of the show. So uh, that's my second up. All right. Thank you, Tony. Uh, so now we're going to go over to the downs. And uh, Chris, what do you have for your first down? First down, uh, you know, listen. Uh, Tom Sharonis was not a part of this show yet. Uh, Art Wolf made his first and last directorial debut or final, if you will, for this episode. So there was a little, you could feel it was a little, something was a little off. And for me, it was the, the ending. You know, even in these early shows, and I like the stand up, 
So I, I have no problem with it ending with stand-up, but this stand-up, it kind of went on a little long, and I didn't feel like there was any closure in the regular acting part, right? Him and the woman, I think it ended with just the five-hour boat ride. Like, it, it just, that was just a little awkward for me. Um, like, Jerry with that woman in general, it's like, like he's in eighth grade, like, Come on, get her, a, get her a glass of wine, dude. You're thirty something years old. But the ending there, especially with her, didn't just didn't feel right. And you, you right, as Tony mentioned, they didn't really have their legs, and obviously they were going to fix these things. Um, but I feel like there, there should have been an ending from the acting point of view before we got to the uh, the last monologue from uh, from Jerry. So that's my first down. Uh, Tony, what's your first down here? I, that was my biggest down, actually. Uh, I'm glad Chris brought it up as his first. I mean, it ends very oddly. I mean, I, I, it just ends with nothing. I mean, it's a perfect go back to, to the monks and talk about it. She has, a, you know, she, she's uh, engaged or anything. But the way they ended it, I, I agree. I just feel like they got out and they put Jerry on stage. Um, it leaves you kind of wondering what, what's going on here. Uh, 100% agree. Um, my, uh, my down, though, it, it's kind of an unfair one because we're all talking about our first episode and they haven't established things yet, but I'm glad they fixed this part because George, you know, George is like the cool guy in this, right? He's right. He's telling Jerry, like, what are you doing? You don't understand signals. You know, he's telling Jerry how to, how to deal with women. He's just very unlike the George we later on come to love in, in, in the next couple of episodes and onto season two and three, where he's you know, a lovable loser and doesn't know what to do with women. I mean, he's, He's, he's giving out advice. He, he knows what's on. He knows that she's wrong. Jerry, George was right the whole time. If you look at it that way, you know, uh, no, you know, he writes it down on the paper. No, he's just too cool for lack of a better term. Not the George we like. I think they were going for is like, Jerry's the star of the show. Let's have him have the problems and, and his friends will help him or whatever. But they quickly realize it's not the dynamic they need. I think they need Jerry to be the, the straight man and the, you know, even Steven type guy. And you got George the lovable loser, which they eventually go to, but he's not there yet. Um, his outfits are odd. If you want to go there, you know, the bowling hat, you don't know what we're doing with George yet. Uh, I, you know, I, I just, it's it's not your best George because um, it's not quite George Costanza yet. He's blatantly doing Woody Allen when he talks, which I'm fine with, but he's not really acting like Woody Allen. You know, Woody Allen is, is very passive and oh, I don't. But George is being cool about it, too cool, knows too much, and is sort of the the, uh, the 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 voice of reason, if you will, to Jerry, which is not George. We all know, so that that's my down. All right. Yeah. Very uh, good points there. Uh, and Chris, uh, back to you for your second down. Yeah. The way I think about that one is like me giving you golf advice. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds good. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about either. George and us, uh, depends how you look at it. Uh, for me, again, the show's called Seinfeld. I get it. It's almost just a little too much Jerry, <clears throat> a little too much Jerry in this episode. And again, they haven't found that balance. They didn't have um, guest stars outside. They didn't have any guests. Well, sorry, the, the girlfriend, of course. And then obviously uh, Lee Garlington, um, who was solid. We all know that, friend of the show, the whole thing. But a little too much Jerry. And I, like even the, the one bit I didn't like, I'm nitpicking here, is when, when George is helping him bring in the couch and he, mentioned, he mentions uh, the, like the father with the cigarette. 
I don't know. There was enough stand-up in the show and stand-up within the show that it was just a little too much Jerry. But to your point, this is foundational. I think they were working out the kinks for sure. Um, and they obviously they turned it around. But for me, to kick off with that much Jerry, uh, but I think they learned a lot from it. So they, they, they turned that down into an up. All right. Thank you, Chris. And Tony, back to you. What's your uh, second down here? Yeah, I wrote that down. No George and Kramer storylines. I think they just, to Chris's point, they hadn't really thought about that yet. Um, but my next down, and uh, it's 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 not terrible, um, but I don't love it. It's to, to Chris's point earlier, Jerry's kind of slip and stand up routine, maybe into the show at this point, because, you know, they're, they're not quite, you know, uh, comedy writers per se for sitcoms. So he's just doing what he can. But the whole button bit, um, obviously we know it ends the finale, which always bothered me because I think a lot of people watching the finale probably didn't even know that that was a callback to the first scene of the show and the end that way. My guess is the majority of people watching at the time didn't even get it. I got it. I like that they pulled it back and it was like, that, that's a Jerry's thing. He always brings things full circle like that. But, um, I just don't love the bit. I don't love the button bit. I think it, it opens up the door for the cold opens later on. We hate. So, so if we talked about the writers in season eight and nine, they were fans of the show. And then they started writing. I think they took some of this stuff, some of this mundane show about nothing, cold open type conversations. And they, they destroyed it with what everything we hate and cold opens. This was kind of the start of it. Uh, you know, much better than it. I'll give you that, but still not great. Uh, you know, just Jerry doing a stand-up bit to his friend in, in the diner is really all it was. And uh, I don't know. That, that's my that's my down for everything. It kind of eventually stands for, I guess. All right, thanks, Tony. Uh, so we're gonna go with uh, over to grades. And uh, Chris, how do you grade uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles? Tony mentioned this is 1989. You turn on the TV. You know, Jake and the Fat Man's on. Golden Girls on, different strokes, facts of life. You knew your standard show. This show came on, changed everything. Okay, and again, and a lot of good. It was, you know, I mentioned Lee Garlington, the, the button. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Uh, but little things, the decaf, uh, that was fun. Um, uh, you know. Jerry meeting uh, Laura and the whole hands thing. Hey, the awkward. I mean, that's just organic, like joyous two friends, not knowing what's going on with women. Relatable, right? Tony mentioned sports. The, uh, the Kramer. If you lived in an era, you just got it, right? So it was different. Um. But listen, there's no Elaine, there's no Tom Sharonis, the pace was a little off, one storyline, the ending didn't, didn't fit, but, you know, I, again, we're analysts here, Seinfeld Chronicles comes on, I'm not turning it off, because we're historians as well, so, to be fair, knowing what I know, uh, good news, bad news gets a C plus. Uh, I think it's a fair grade. It doesn't really deserve better yet as they're building foundations and working on things. Uh, but it definitely doesn't deserve any lower. So C plus uh, for Seinfeld Chronicles. Okay. Yeah, very fair. I mean, it's hard to, you know, 
be too critical of the very first episode. Um, and like you said, I, I even felt it too back back in the day when it aired live that yeah, this feels a little different than the rest of the sitcoms out there. So uh, yeah, good points, uh, Tony. Uh, what's your grade? Yeah, this is one of those ones. I actually wrote my grade down before I even watched it. I rarely do that now as we're analyzing these shows for these two ups, two downs. I just know what this grade is. I feel like, and I stuck with it. I didn't even write down. Sometimes I write down two, three grades and wow, or sweet, whatever. I got my grade for this one off the bat. Uh, and I, I think it's fair. Uh, I'm giving a little bit more credence to the sentimental value. I think I'm giving a little bit more credence to the, the, the airport scene that, that O'Hara mentioned. I mean, that's really the epitome of the whole show right there. Them trying to figure out women. Uh, George throws a line earlier on in the, sh- in the episode where he says, in these situations, we do the opposite, you know, touching on the opposite later on, which we all know. Obviously, George doesn't do it then. Um, you know, no Elaine. No real Kramer storyline, no real George storyline. Ending was weak, as O'Hara mentioned. Um, it sets the tone for everything we love. It's got the sentimental value. It was sitcom-y, but to Chris's point, it was different enough to keep us watching. Um, I think it gets a bad rap, especially among pink hats. I think, you know, it's not a terrible episode by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's got enough for me. I'm going a little bit higher. I'm giving a B minus to the Seinfeld Chronicles. Good news, bad news. I think it's a B minus. Maybe it's a low B minus, but I think it's fair. I think I, I want to keep it in the B range. Just maybe just to, to nudge them pick hats a little bit and let them know that this is where it all started and, and, and we're happy with it. And it's a solid episode. So uh, B minus is my grade. Well, there you have it, folks. So, yeah, don't uh, skip on uh, season one. You got some good stuff there. Uh, B minus uh, C plus for the Seinfeld Chronicles. Well, thank you guys. And we'll see everybody at the next one.